welcome to the Talking Security Podcast. We will talk about items related to Microsoft security. Hello and welcome at a new episode of the Talking Security Podcast. My name is Frans Arendorp. So the first recording of this year was regarding Log4J. In the next recordings, I will do the things a little bit different. I will start with a series of recordings about Microsoft Defender, and specific Defender for Endpoint. Starting with the onboarding, and then in the next recordings, I will dive into the topics like client configuration, threat and vulnerability management, and so on. With this, I will give you more insights into the product, what it is, how it can be used. Basically, I will guide you through the different aspects of the Defender for Endpoint product. Besides the series of recordings regarding Defender for Endpoint, I will also schedule a two-month recording. Maybe more, but for now every two months. To give an overview of what's new in the Microsoft Defender stack, including Microsoft Sentinel. So this time we're starting the first part of the Defender for Endpoint series, and specific the onboarding. What does it take to onboard? What decisions do we need to take? So let's start. So first, to enable the Microsoft 365 Defender tenant, we need licenses. What licenses do we need? To enroll into the Defender for Endpoint, we need licenses regarding Windows 365. No, not Windows 365. That is the cloud instance, the cloud PC. We need the Windows Enterprise E5 license because in the E5 licenses that are there is Defender for Endpoint. The Windows Enterprise E5 license is also part of the M365 E5 license, but we have also the option to have the M365 E3 with the E5 security bundle. And we have also the Defender for Endpoint standalone license. If we have that licenses, we can enable the Microsoft Defender for Endpoint product. To do that, go through security.microsoft.com. And if that's the first time, we need to onboard the Microsoft Defender for Endpoint environment. And then we need to take a few questions. We need to answer that one. So the first question is select the data storage location. This option cannot be changed afterwards. So there are three options. The first option is the US one. The second in the UK and the third is Europe. So take the one that is the best one that fits for you. If you're in Europe, take Europe. If you're in the US, take the US one. And then select the data retention policy. That's the period of time that the data retains in your cloud instance. So we have there a few options, starting with the, the one 30 days, then moving into 60 days, 90, 120, 150, and 180 days. So select the one, the one that best fits in your situation. Then we need to take the third question and that is select your organization size. So it's an estimate of number of devices that you have in your organization. There are a few more options, but take the one 
that is the one that best fits for you. There's a fourth thing, that's a slider, that can we put on or off. And that's the one for the preview features. Do you want to turn on your preview features in your environment? Take the slider to on, and then click on continue. Then you can create your cloud instance for the Defender product. And then it will set up on the backend everything. And then if that's done, you are able to configure the Defender for Endpoint product specific. And then we have a few things. First, we need to make a connection, for example, with a Microsoft Endpoint Manager or set on the integration with Defender for Identity or Cloud Up Security, for example. So we move into the settings and then we have there the option around advanced features. Within the advanced features, we have lots of options. All that options can put on because with that, we enable the features. We don't use that already, but we enable the features. There are and features like temper protection. So if you don't want to do that, that uses disable the antivirus component, set temper protection on on. And later on, we will dive into the configuration. We need to set up that also on our clients as well. We can set up the integration with Defender for Cloud Apps, Defender for Identity, the integration with Microsoft Secure Score, for example, and lots of options. But there is a third one that we need to consider. That is the network thing. Because Microsoft 365 Defender for Endpoint is a cloud instance. When we have our agents, when we start on onboarding, our clients, there will be a Defender for Endpoint agent active. That is part already in the Windows operating system, for example. But it needs to communicate with the Defender environment. That is the telemetry that will be sent to the Microsoft Defender for Endpoint environment. And with that, it's need to open a few things in your network. Maybe your network is open and you can connect to every internet address uh, that you want. But if you use a proxy, for example, and if that's configured like an auto-discover method or a manual, we need to take action on that because the telemetry must be allowed through a proxy, through a firewall, and so on. So. If you have a firewall, if you have a proxy that blocks traffic specific to Microsoft or other instances, we need to open that for the Microsoft things. And I will put in the show notes a link to the network configuration that is needed. And then after that's done, we have configuration enabled for, for example, Microsoft Intune, the integration. We can start onboard our machines. And that can be done directly in Endpoint Manager. But let's have a look at the onboarding options because there are a lot of different operating systems in the world. Can we onboard them all? No, maybe. But let's start with the, the Windows operating systems like Windows 10, Windows 11, but also Windows Server. Besides Windows Server and Windows 10, we have the macOS option. So luckily, also macOS can be secured in that way. 
We have also Linux servers. We have also mobile, like iOS and Android. So let's start with Windows 10 and Windows 11 to onboard. What options do we have? There are a few deployment methods, like a local script, a group policy, the old SSCM, like SSCM 2012, 2012 R2, but also 15.11 and 16.02, but also Microsoft Endpoint Configuration Manager in the current branch or later. And we have mobile device management like Microsoft Intune or Endpoint Manager as it's, as it's called nowadays. And last one, there is a VDI onboarding script. Uh, we have also Windows 11, Windows 10 in a VDI environment. And how can we onboard them in a non-persistent environment? So let's have a look at the first one, a local script. When we have a local script, then uh, you have an onboarding package. Within that onboarding package, the, that's a zip file. And within that zip file, there is an a CMD, a Windows Defender ATP local onboarding script.cmd. And that can be used as specific for a dependent that we have to onboard one machine. That, that's a good one. So we can test the onboarding with the local onboarding script. When we have that local onboarding script run on a machine, there is a machine, we can also run a detection test. That detection test is also in the onboarding page within the Microsoft Defender for Endpoint environment. So take a look at that. If you have uh, onboard your first machine, run the detection test. And if that's okay, then there will be a green check mark uh, behind the first device detection test. If we have one machine, uh, probably we will have a thousand machines in an environment. How do we onboard them then? There is, besides the local onboarding, uh, the local script, we have also the options like a group policy. I can imagine there are lots of companies that are still on an on-prem Active Directory and using group policies. So we have also the option to use a group policy uh, to onboard realize and create a new group policy, take that onboarding package, unzip that, that file, use that onboarding script, and then you are able to deploy that to multiple devices at once. There are a few other things to keep in mind. That Defender onboarding script can be used within the policy, but there's also additional configuration needed. And then there is uh, that there are policy definitions within the um, CE Windows policy definitions directory. That's the ATP configuration.admx. And the ADML is there as well. Take them and then configure them to onboard the machines as well. So when using the onboarding script uh, within the group policy, and you have the option to onboard multiple machines. But probably you have System Center, a System Center 2012 or 2012 R2, or uh, the current branch in version 15.11 or version 16.02. And you can also run that onboarding package within SCCM. But there is also 
an integration with SCCM in the hybrid uh, situation to use a system center configuration manager with endpoint manager, for example. And I already mentioned it earlier, but there is a direct integration with endpoint manager and defender for endpoint. So it's highly preferable to use your machines and manage them with endpoint manager. And then it's one click to onboard them. So what what, are, what we can do is uh, moving into the advanced features within Defender for Endpoint, and then enabling the Microsoft Intune connection. When that's done, moving into Endpoint uh, Endpoint Manager, and that can be found at endpoint.microsoft.com. There we have the options Endpoint Security, and within Endpoint Security, we have under the setup phase, Microsoft Defender for Endpoints. And then there is the connection uh, that can be enabled within Defender for Endpoint and uh, Endpoint Manager as well. And then also configuration within Endpoint Manager is needed to allow Defender for Endpoint to enforce Endpoint security configurations. That's the new one. I will take, uh, take that once into the next recording. But we have also the option for the MDM compliance policies. So connect your Android devices, connect iOS, connect Windows. Also the app protection policies and some common shared settings like uh, the number of days until partners and responsible. When we have done that, we have the full option to manage machines, Windows machines within Microsoft Endpoint Manager. And then we can onboard the machines as part of Endmode Manager and they are automatically enrolled in Defender for Endpoint. And then the Defender for Endpoint agents will automatically be enabled on that sort of machines. So good to know that. And then we have the last option that is the uh, VDI for non-persistent devices. When a VDI is rebooted, then it's a complete new configuration. And then the endpoint, Defender for Endpoint agent must also know uh, who to contact which Defender for Endpoint instance. And then, therefore, there is a, a, a VDI onboarding script. And that onboarding script, that's also a part of the onboarding package that can be used on a specific machine uh, run as a startup task when the VDI is booted that the settings are correct for the Microsoft Defender for Endpoint instance. So good to know that is the, 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 the steps that needs to take for the onboarding of Windows 10 and Windows 11. We have also Windows 7 and Windows 8.1. That are the things that are somewhat old, but they can still be enabled for Defender for Endpoint. But we have to do a little bit more configuration to uh, that sort of machines. So we need to use not Defender for Endpoint. Defender for Endpoint can see what happens on that machine, but that is monitored by System Center Endpoint Protection in a combination of the monitoring agent. So there are two things that we need to install on that machine. First is the System Center Endpoint Protection. And besides the system center endpoint protection, the Microsoft monitoring agent is needed on that machine. So to install the monitoring agent, 
we need a workspace ID and a workspace key to register that machine into the log analytics workspace. If you have done that, then all the messages and the things that happens within endpoint protection will be also appear in the Defender for Endpoint agent. But we can see the things like antivirus. Most of the things that makes Defender for Endpoint unique cannot be used at Windows 7 or Windows 8.1. Like attack surface reduction, like um, firewall a little bit, but not directly through the monitoring agent or system center endpoint protection. It's only antivirus, no next-gen protection and so on. So if you have Windows 7 of Windows and Windows 8.1, please move into a newer version of the Windows operating system. So we can use all the features within Defender for Endpoint. We have also, besides the Windows operating system, we are using Mac operating systems. The Mac OS, at a really recent version, are able to deploy and onboard within Defender for Endpoint. So we have a few options within a Mac OS. So we can also use the local script. It's set up for maximum or 10 devices or so. And then the second option is mobile device management or Microsoft Intune. So when looking into the documentation, there are several installation instructions. And we can use Microsoft Intune, but we can also use Jamf, Jamf deployments or other MDM products. And as I already said, we have also the manual deployment. When using Intune, uh, we, we need to create a few policies uh, to onboard the, uh, the Defender for Endpoint agent. Only that agent deploying, that, that works fine. But then, regarding the security uh, that is in the macOS, we need to make some enhancements. Like, the macOS kernel and the system extensions need to configure to accept the Defender for Endpoint agent. So the Defender for Endpoint agent can look into what happened on that machine. So if you want to onboard that machines, use an MDM product like Microsoft Endpoint Manager to deploy the specific policies to help the Defender for Endpoint agent run on. And beside macOS, we have also a Linux server that can be onboarded. Within that Linux server, Mac OS is also sort of a Linux-based machine, but within the Linux server, we have also the local script that is for every operating system. Um, is there a local script and can be used? And then for Linux, we have also the ability to deploy with the, the tool that you want to use, like Puppet, Ansible, or Chef. Uh, when looking at the onboarding, uh, we have the onboarding package. Within the onboarding package, a specific script that can be used within the different uh, third-party management tools or uh, used within the uh, local onboarding. The Linux servers that are supported are Red Hat Linux Enterprise uh, 6.7 or higher, 7.2 or higher, Red Hat Enterprise Linux 8, uh, CentOS 6.7 or higher, 
7.2 or higher, but also Ubuntu 16.04, uh, long time or higher, Debian 9 or higher, SUSE Linux, Oracle Linux, Amazon Linux, and Fedora uh, 33 or higher. So there are lots of uh, Linux operating systems that are covered and can be um, deployed with Defender for Endpoint. So when having a huge environment, there are lots of machines that can be onboarded. So I don't think there are much machines that uh, that we can deploy with Defender for Endpoint. And then we have the iOS and Android version of uh, Defender for Endpoint. We have within the, uh, let's start with Android. We also, within Android, have the uh, ability to deploy manually. So uh, you can download the, the Defender for Endpoint app in the Android store. We can use it, we can log on, and then uh, your machine is secured within uh, with Defender for Endpoint. Uh, we can also onboard with the, I thought it's possible to onboard with Intune. When using Intune, we need to uh, use Google Play for Enterprise. And then we can, from the Google Play, we can add the uh, Defender for Endpoint uh, application into the Android phone that's managed Google Play. And then the first time the user needs to open that app application and then the app is also uh, secured. We need to create an app configuration policy to auto grant the permissions for write on and read on the uh, external internal storage. Uh, when I've done that, then the app is able to yeah, use the machine, use that, that phone uh, without any user interruption. Especially for iOS, there is, um, I think it's a month ago or so, the, the zero touch onboarding uh, option uh, came across. And then there was a final blog post of my colleague, Jeffrey Apple. I will put it in the show notes. That gives a clear overview how to onboard a Defender for Endpoint on iOS with a a zero touch onboarding. We have the option to uh, select the uh, iOS app uh, within Intune. So uh, we can search there for in the iOS app store. And then we need to do some configuration like a custom VPN, uh, put on all the uh, stuff uh, in the VPN settings and so on. When have done, having done that, then we can deploy the policy and the app into iOS. And then it will be uh, run without user interaction, and then we can see um, if there is an, a website that is malicious that has been accessed. Then it will be in the in the portal within Defender for Endpoint. There is a little bit difference between Android and iOS because within Android we have the option to monitor internet traffic, but also monitor applications that are potential vulnerable. On iOS, it's only web traffic at the moment. Applications will be uh, come in the next few uh, few months. I uh, I heard so that that is good. Uh, in a f- in a few months, uh, we are able to defend our mobiles completely on apps and internet traffic as well. 
And then we have the last option, uh, like operating systems, that's the Windows Server. And in Windows Server, we have three different versions. Um, I will start with Windows 2012 R2 and 2016 preview. That is the new one, the new kit on the block. We can onboard that with local script, group policy, Microsoft Endpoint Configuration Manager, and VDI uh, for onboarding scripts for non-persistent environments. And when looking at the uh, 2016 and 2012 R2, that is in preview. That was in the previous phase, we need to deploy that uh, service with uh, the Microsoft Monitoring Agent as well. As I talked earlier in the Windows 7, that was uh, with uh, regarding the Monitoring Agent. And that was also for 2016 and 2012 R2. But the product team has made a huge investment on uh, the new onboarding. So there is an MSI that can be deployed on that machines. And then we can use in that more unified solution, we can use, for example, a text surface reduction, but also control folder access, potentially unwanted applications, EDR in block mode, live response, tamper protection, and so on. So lots of enhanced and new features within Defender for Endpoint can be used within the onboarding solution for 2012 R2 and 2016. So, if you have that service and you want to onboard them, please have a look at the new preview feature onboarding for 2012 R2 and 2016. And then we have the Windows Server 1803 2019 and 2022. As earlier said, local script, but also group policy, configuration manager, and there is a VDI onboarding script for non-persistent devices. So that new service that are, looks like uh, the Windows 10 and Windows 11 onboarding, so it can be used within different easy onboarding mechanisms. And then the last thing that we have is the operating system for 2008 R2, SP1, 2012 R2, and 2016, and that is using the Microsoft Monitoring Agent. As I told earlier, within the Windows 7 and Windows 8.1, we need to deploy the Microsoft Monitoring Agent and install System Center Endpoint Protection. And if we have done that, we have a minimum of capabilities regarding Defender for Endpoint because System Center Endpoint Protection is doing the antivirus stuff. But we can monitor that sort of service. But I highly recommend to use the preview onboarding for 2012 R2 and 2016 then it's only needed for 2008 R2. But if you have 2008 R2 servers, take in consideration to move into a new version of that operating system. Because when looking at all the things that happened in the last months, older OSs are, are the most things that are vulnerable for attacks in your environment. Okay, there is an, another thing that can be used to onboard server operating systems. If you have a server operating system in Azure, like AAS, you're using to host your machines, you can also use a Defender for Cloud, as it called in the past, it was Azure Security Center. And then it's possible to onboard that machines automatically within Azure, also in Defender for Endpoint. If we have 
onboarded that machines and we have run that for a period of time and we want to offboard that machines because a machine is uh, phased out and can be removed or we want to move into another EDR solution, then uh, we have the ability to offboard and that's also an option within the uh, settings of the uh, Defender for Endpoint environment. There, for all sort of devices, which I talked earlier, Windows 7, Windows 10, Windows 11, Windows Server, macOS, Linux, iOS, Android, there are offboarding scripts available and that also can be used within group policy, within endpoint manager, within system center configuration manager, within device management. When looking at these scripts, uh, there is a, a CMD that can be run, taking consideration that when we have an older operating system, there is a Microsoft monitoring agent that also needs to be removed. And then you can put out put that machines out of the environment. In this recording, I told you about all the options and the things to be aware of when you start with Defender for Endpoint. Different operating systems can be onboarded in different ways. I hope that this was informative for you and help you to make decisions. So for now, thank you for listening to this episode. Stay tuned for the next recording about Defender for Endpoint. I will dive into the configuration part. See you then. Bye-bye.